come a little bit early uh, this year. I like to be ahead of the curve, as you know. Um, but Christmas in July, a little bit odd. Um, uh, I, I guess if you're at school Monday and someone says, what did you do at school? And you say, we celebrated Christmas. They will think, weird. It might be an interesting conversation. Actually, families, you want to come up and take a few pictures of the Christmas tree with the family out next to it and post it on social media. Be fine. Interesting conversations, interesting replies, perhaps, on your social media posts. We're not, we're not actually thinking that much about Christmas this morning. Uh, but I do like the vibe, and I like Christmas. But we are thinking about gifts, uh, presents, uh, gifts that God gives his people, his church. And I was thinking, let's face it, who does not like getting presents? Uh, hands up. Who, who does not like receiving presents? Okay, I think that's pretty unanimous. Uh, it's the whole package, isn't it? It's the whole deal. It's that anticipation of what might it be. And then the joy of unwrapping the presents. Even before you see what it is, the, the unwrapping bit's fun, isn't it? It's great. I love it. And then there's the discovering. That's exciting too, isn't it? And of course, perhaps most importantly, there's the enjoying and the using of those gifts. I mean, it would be kind of weird, wouldn't it, at Christmas to get lots of presents, open them, just not use them. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? That'd be sad, I think, if they were great presents. And God doesn't want us to do that with his presence. So we're going to look at the Bible this morning, and we're going to think about what the Bible says in a short passage about gifts from God. And I hope this passage will help us uh, uh, as we discover the joys of God's gifts to us as his people and encourages us to, to use them. So I'm going to ask Karis to come up and do a reading for us. The reading should be on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 11. You've got Bibles, it'd be great to follow that in your Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 uh, to 11. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 1. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit to another, faith by the same spirit, to another, gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, their interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Brilliant. Okay, just a little bit of background to this part of the Bible that we're looking at this morning. Uh, Paul, who's a follower of Jesus, is writing to Christians in a city called Corinth. Uh, To Corinthians. They're called Corinthians because they come from Corinth. And this is the first of two letters he writes to them, at least. And that's why it's called 1 Corinthians. It's a second letter that we're not going to look at this morning. And to be honest, this church in Corinth isn't a bit of a mess. And nowhere is that more obvious than when they get together to meet uh, each week. Uh, There were divisions. There was fighting. Can you believe that? There was chaos, people shouting and yelling over each other. Lots of selfishness. So imagine if they had biscuits at the end of the service. I'm sure they must have done. Any church at all has biscuits after service. There'd be some who grabbed platefuls and others got nothing. And they didn't care. And it wasn't pretty. And in this part of the letter, Paul, uh, the writer, is teaching the church what should happen... Uh, when Christians get together, and what shouldn't happen too, by the way. So here's a question this morning. Why do we meet on a Sunday? Well, why, do, why do we meet on a Sunday? What, what's the point of meeting? Why do we meet on a Sunday? Anyone got any ideas? Why do we meet on a Sunday together as church? Yeah, we worship, don't we? We worship Jesus. We worship God. And we do that together. Now, we could worship, couldn't we, at home? Couldn't we? We could, couldn't we? But it's great, isn't it, to worship together, to encourage each other uh, as we worship God, to help each other fix our eyes on Jesus. It's great, isn't it, to be together. What, what else do we, why else do we gather on a Sunday? Anyone else do, what else do we do on a Sunday that's important that we do together? Yeah. So we, we learn, don't we, from the Bible, whether it's here uh, in, in this part of the building or in our groups, we, we learn, don't we, from God's word. Uh, we, we could do that at home as well, couldn't we? I hope we do. But it's great to come together and to encourage each other to understand the Bible better so we get to know God better and serve him better too. In this section of the letter, Paul uh, speaks about, say, what happens when we get together. And here, Paul talks about spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. And by the time we're finished this morning, I hope we'll have a a clear idea of why we meet together as we think about some of these gifts that God gives us. But here's, I think, the first thing I want us to know this morning as we think about these gifts. Every Christian has been given a spiritual gift by God. Every Christian Uh, Every follower of Jesus has a gift or gifts given to them by God. Well, I think it's time to open some presents. Um, So I wonder, actually, if my children would come up and and find their gifts, that'd be great. Just just grab a a gift. It's there for you. Look, make sure you get the right one. Brilliant. Have a good look. Check your names on it somewhere, I think. Yeah, yeah. Quite a few to look through. Enjoy. Uh, I'll catch it. Well done, catch it. Excellent. Well done. Oh, good. Brilliant. Got one. Well done. Just to drop it. <gasps> oh, man. Excellent. Good. Catch you got yours. Um, great. Eleanor, how are you doing? OK, 
Okay, give me a song. Yeah, good. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Do you know how long it took to wrap those things last night? Anyway, right. I've got help. Okay, well, shame, isn't it? Never mind. Okay, fine. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean two out of three is not bad. Eh? I mean, two out of three is not bad, is it? You know, I mean, most dads would be quite proud of that, wouldn't they? Two out of three, I think. Yeah, excellent. Brilliant. Um, oh, dear. Okay. Before she cries, actually, take a seat. Oh, oh that's touching. Right, take a seat. Brilliant. <laughs> That's a bit sad. That was a bit sad, wasn't it? Actually, I felt quite traumatic about that. But anyway, but um, two out of three, not bad. Just imagine if that happened at Christmas. No, Dad, I'm sorry. I kind of know. I've got most of them. Just yours. A bit busy. Couldn't, you know. The great thing is, of course, when God gives His gifts to His children, no, none of His children miss out. There's a gift. There's gifts for every one of His children. And that's what our passage says, isn't it? Uh, uh, here's our verse for the for the day. Uh, God gives spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve one another. God gives spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve one another. I was thinking maybe we should, we should, we should, we should learn this first. I think it's a good verse to learn. Have we got any actions for this? Do we got some vague some actions we could do? Good, great, excellent. Do you want to come up front? Brilliant, okay. So we're going to, we're going to learn this verse. So... I'm going to say the words, and Ella's going to do the actions, and if you want to follow along the second time around, that'd be great, so nice and slow. God gives spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve one another. Okay? One more time. God gives spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve one another. More or less. That's good. That's good. Great. Thank you. We might have to come back to that a little later on. That's good news, isn't it? It means that if we're Christians, if we're followers of Jesus, uh, he has special gifts for each one of us. Uh, no one in God's church gets left out with these special gifts. And so if we love Jesus this morning, how exciting to discover that God has special gifts for us. Well, aren't you glad you came this morning to find that out? How exciting to discover that, that uh, the more we learn about these gifts, the more we can get to enjoy them. And we'll be thinking about that a little bit more uh, through the service. But let, before we move on, let's just think a bit more about these gifts and where they come from. Remember our verse? God gives spiritual gifts to each one of us so we can serve one another. So God gives. And actually it's true, isn't it? When God gives, that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Because he, unlike many of us, he doesn't forget someone or leave someone out. Sometimes human fathers can do that. But it also means, of course, that his gifts are great gifts, really good gifts to enjoy. Just the kind of gifts that we need and just the kind of gifts the church needs. It's true, isn't it? There are some people who give great presents. You know when you get to that Christmas tree moment when you're around the Christmas tree and you're opening presents and then someone says, here's a present for you from Auntie Mildred. You go, oh, brilliant! Because she gives great presents. And so when you see the tag with her name on it, you think, wow, how exciting. But what about the God who made us and knows us better than anyone else in the whole world? 
What about the gifts that he gives? Well, they're going to be great gifts, aren't they? How, how brilliant to know that he's got special gifts for each one of us uh, to use and enjoy. And the great thing is he does know, doesn't he, exactly what we need. And so if there are a few surprises that we find as we open our gifts from God, uh, we can trust him. He doesn't make mistakes. Uh, he doesn't uh, give me the gift actually you should have had. He gives the gift that I should have. He's a consistently good giver. In fact, uh, in the Bible it says this, doesn't it? Every good and perfect gift ultimately is from above, from our Father, who never changes, so always his gifts are good. I think we know, we, we know that, don't we? Because actually, when we think about it, uh, as we look at the world around us, we see many gifts he gives us to enjoy. We see his amazing gift of giving, uh, giving to us each day. So even today, we've had gifts, haven't we, that we've enjoyed, that ultimately come from God. But of course, the greatest gift he gives to us is the gift of Jesus. That's a, a gift, isn't it? Because it's not something we deserve. It's not something we earn. It's a gift that God gives us freely. And the gift of God is, uh, of Jesus is amazing. It's the best gift because, well, it was very costly, wasn't it, for God to give that gift. It cost God everything. It is a gift that we need more than anything else. And of course, as God gives us that gift of himself and his love, it is a gift that goes on and on. It doesn't just last for the Christmas holidays. It lasts forever. Well, but often we ignore God's gifts, let's be honest. Uh, and we've even ignored perhaps God's best gift sometimes, Jesus. Uh, we're often selfish, aren't we, with what we have, and we fail to share what we have been given with others. So I think it's a good time in our service to say sorry uh, to God for the way that we've uh, treated him, perhaps by the way we've treated his gifts. We've ignored them or misused them. Perhaps even today we've enjoyed some great gifts from God right from the start of the day and we haven't even said thank you yet for them. So we're going to say a sorry prayer and that will come up on the screen and we're going to say this uh, together. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you that you are the giver of every good gift we have ever received or enjoyed. Everything ultimately that is good and wonderful comes from you. We are sorry when we take your gifts and ignore you, the giver. We are sorry when we forget to say thank you for your gifts. We are sorry when we grumble about the gifts you give when we should be grateful. Thank you for your best gift, Jesus. Thank you that he is that costly gift we needed most of all. Help us to know him, love him, and enjoy him. Help us to enjoy and use all the gifts you give us for your honour and for our good. Amen. Well, God should reject us because of the way that we use his gifts or don't use them and we, just, we should have hands that say that to us when we come to God but actually we have hands that say come and we're going to sing about that in our next song it's called Beneath the Cross of Jesus let's stand and let's sing together
Father, you are an amazing giver. Thank you for that greatest gift of all, uh, the gift of Jesus. He's that gift we most need, can never deserve. Help us now this week to live in the joy and certainty of his forgiveness, we pray. Amen. Do take a seat. Right, well, do you remember our memory verse this morning? I think you might do. You do a little help if you... Oh, no, so let's... Notices. Oh, jumped ahead there. Get excited. Let's move on. Notices. So, yes, notices. Uh, there's a few notices uh, for us as a church uh, this week. Um, hopefully you got your Thursday uh, email. Different adults. Birthday Sunday. How about that? Uh, Great, is it, to, to remind ourselves of God's gifts? And one of, one of the great gifts he gives us is a gift of life. And some of us here have been given the gift of another year. So if you had a birthday in June, no, yes, in June, here we are in June, in June. If you had a birthday in June and would like to come up to the front, uh, we would love to pray for you and thank God for that gift of life and that gift that you are to us as a church. So anyone had a birthday in June? Excellent, good. Yes, the eyes are. Brilliant, look at that. Quite a crowd. Bumper month. 21. Excellent. And a few, but maybe, but uh, fantastic. Look at that. What a lovely crop of people. Good. Let me give thanks to God for uh, this gift of life and the blessing these guys are to us as a church. Father, we recognise that uh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made uh, by you, and one of the great gifts you give us is the gift of life. Thank you for the joys uh, that we've experienced over this last year. Thank you for the joys that these folks up here have experienced uh, because of your goodness and kindness to them. And we pray, Lord, that in this coming year, as they continue to, to walk with you and to trust you, that you continue to, to bless them with many of your good gifts. Give them that gift of a growing faith that trusts you more and lives for you with greater joy and enthusiasm. Please, Lord, continue to grow each person up here in their faith so that they can enjoy those gifts that you give even more fully. And we thank you for them and pray for them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, even a musical accompaniment to the uh, wonderful events. Good, okay, so we're thinking about gifts this morning, and we're thinking now particularly about the spiritual gifts that God gives to us. Remember our, there's our verse. Eleanor, come up quickly. More time. Come on, forget. So, remember our verse, let's say it together. God gives spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve one another. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. So, so far we've seen that roughly two out of every three Christians get a gift. No, 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 every Christian gets a gift. Every one of God's children gets a gift. No one gets left out. God gives spiritual gifts to each of us. But what else does it tell us about these gifts, these spiritual gifts? Well, notice that Paul does call these gifts spiritual gifts, and I think that means several things. First of all, it means they are gifts given by God through the Holy Spirit. 
But they aren't just any gifts that God gives. They are special gifts given to Christians. To those that, as our passage says, recognise Jesus as Lord, as the King over our lives. And that means they are to be used and enjoyed in a way that honours Jesus and serves his kingdom purposes. That's really important. See, there are gifts that God gives to people who aren't Christians. And some of those gifts look quite similar to the gifts that God gives Christians. But one of the ways these gifts, these particular gifts, these spirits are different is that they are to be used for God's glory and to serve Jesus and his kingdom. So let's think about a gift. Here's a gift. The gift of encouraging. Now, I know lots of people who aren't Christians who are very encouraging people. That's good, isn't it? Sometimes we have people we know in our families or in our, in our workplace or at school who are always very encouraging. And that's a great thing to be. But Christians, if they have the gift of encouraging, are going to use that gift in a slightly different way, with a different purpose that fits in with God's purposes and God's goals. That will help perhaps Christians grow. That will keep Christians keep trusting Jesus, even when it isn't easy. They're spiritual gifts, because we use these gifts as Christians to serve Jesus and his plans and purposes. So if you're a Christian, God still gives you gifts too, but it's not until we know Jesus and know his purposes that we can use the gifts he's given us in that spiritual way. And notice too, Paul doesn't talk about a spiritual gift. He talks about spiritual gifts. There's lots of different kinds of gifts that God gives. And he doesn't give all the same gifts to each one of us. And the Bible lists, doesn't it, quite a few gifts in our reading. Did you notice that? So here's our reading. And here's some gifts that are mentioned so I'm going to give you 10 seconds, no, maybe 30 seconds. See how many gifts you can count up in that list. How many gifts can you see that God mentions in the Bible in this particular part of it through his uh, servant Paul? How many can you count? How many did you count? How many did you count? How many did you count? You counted nine. Didn't you always count nine? Okay, nine. It's great, isn't it? So there are nine gifts? Well, no, because actually, if you go to other parts of the Bible, there's some more gifts. Here's Romans, Paul writing in Romans. You've got other gifts there. And then here's 1 Corinthians. More gifts mentioned. Actually, I think even those lists of different gifts are not the full list of gifts or spiritual gifts that God gives. So I counted 20 in those three verses, those three passages, but I think there are lots, lots more gifts that God gives us to use for his kingdom. So uh, the Bible talks, talks a lot about, about music. About music. Lots of singing, lots of making music in the Bible. Um, I don't know the Bible mentions it specifically as a spiritual gift, but I think there have been people who've been using their gifts in a spiritual way, they're using their spiritual gifts uh, to help us sing this morning. Those who've been playing uh, and those who've been singing to help us sing. 
So I think Paul could have counted that as a spiritual gift. Um, we're able to see things on the screen this morning. If you're online this morning, you're pretty glad about that, aren't you? Because otherwise you wouldn't see very much at all or hear anything. That's because God's given gifts of technical skill to people. And here are people in our building, even this morning, using it, uh, that gift, in a spiritual way for spiritual purposes. It's great, isn't it, when people come into a church and they feel welcomed. Someone smiles at them and says, you're very welcome. Do come in. Do join us. It's great, isn't it? I mean, to be welcoming isn't necessarily a spiritual thing in itself, but we do that because we want people to feel at home in the body of Christ and to be welcomed. I think that's a spiritual gift. There are some people who do it really well. I can see some people who, when I see their smile in the morning on Sunday, I think, I'm glad to be here. I can see one there, great smile. There's a few of you, I see a smile, I think, I'm glad to be here. I feel welcomed. And that's because you want us to be welcomed and to feel at home among God's people. We're using, I think, spiritual gifts. How wonderful to meet this morning and to use our different gifts. Isn't that what makes being together on a Sunday so exciting? So enjoyable, so helpful and strengthening to our faith. And that makes the situation back in Corinth such a sad situation, so miserable and tragic. See, these Christians were in a real mess. They totally misunderstood God's gifts. And it had created chaos. I'm so sorry you had to see that. That was awful, wasn't it? Dreadful, really. Well, welcome to the church in Corinth. See, that, that was what was going on in that church. No wonder Paul said their meetings were really messed up. No wonder they were a miserable experience. See, they got a bit confused about God's spiritual gifts. See, they thought that some were really important and others didn't matter at all. And so even though God had given those gifts carefully to different people in that church, given them to use and enjoy, they spent all their time squabbling over who had the best gift. And they never really enjoyed the gifts that God had given them. And I think actually it's true, isn't it? When we think of things like gifts and we think of them as things that make us valuable, 
And we think of certain gifts as, that make us even more special in some kind of way. If I've got a particular gift, I'm extra special. But actually, I think Paul says these guys had totally lost the plot. They were, they were confused in their thinking. If God gives different gifts to different people in his church, then all those gifts and all those people are important. They're all special. They're all valuable. And God wants us to use all his gifts that he has given us, not just some. And when we all want the same gift and elevate one or a few gifts above others, we end up with a very unhappy and a very divided church. It reminds me of a time when I was at school and um, there was a very, very good clarinet teacher at school. He was very inspirational. And when you arrived at school, well, after about six weeks, everyone wanted to play the clarinet. It's great. The problem was, when you had orchestra practice, and basically, you know, maybe one violin, a cello, if you're lucky, no violas, definitely no flutes, but dozens, dozens, literally dozens of clarinetists. Man, the noise. It was horrible. Harmony, it was not. Everyone wanted to play the clarinet. And you wouldn't imagine it on a Sunday if you turned up and everyone wanted to play the bass. We had like basses, but no guitars or no one singing, no piano. Just lots of basses. Be a pretty miserable noise, wouldn't it? Oh dear, what a horrible thing. Well, that's what happened in Corinth. They'd lost sight that the God had given them different gifts. And they were all to be used and all important. And it's true, isn't it? We can kind of gravitate, can't we, to gifts that we think are more valued and more important. But look at how our passage goes on at the end. All these gifts are the work of one and the same spirit. They're all from God, therefore they're all valuable, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. He's got it in control. He's, he knows whose gifts for who and, and how it's going to work together. So if we all end up chasing the same gifts and ignoring the gifts that God has given us, that is very sad. And it will make for disharmony, a horrible noise as it will when we come together. So when we want the same gift and despise the God who gives it, we actually end up working don't we, against God's plans because we think we know better than God. And that is sad. It makes God's church a mess. And it gets in the way of God fulfilling his purposes and plans, even through us. So I wonder uh, whether we're in danger sometimes of doing that. We think some gifts are more important than others. Perhaps we want those kind of gifts where, where people can see us. Those gifts that are very prominent uh, or impressive in some way. I mean, God wants us to enjoy and open the gift he's given us. And wants us to trust him and be thankful and use the gifts that he's given. This week I made a, I made a list of gifts. Um, and I made some gifts I thought were really important. And some I thought that weren't so important. But I was reading this passage I thought, rubbish, rubbish. God has given each of us different gifts and they are all important. So I guess the question for us this afternoon, or this morning even... Christmas confused me. Uh, the question is, what, what are my gifts? What are the gifts that God has specially given me that he wants me to use? 
was thinking about that. Sometimes that's very obvious, isn't it? You think, I know what my gift is. And I, I know because God's wired us in a particular way. And we see that very clearly. But sometimes we find it quite hard, don't we, to know where our gifts are. Perhaps you're someone who's been a Christian for a long time and you're still kind of wondering, I wonder where I fit in, what the gifts are that God has given me that he wants me to use here as part of the church family. One of the ways, of course, we find out what our gifts are is by trying different things. And sometimes we find, no, that isn't my gift. Now, of course, that doesn't mean to say we don't do certain things that aren't our gift always. So, you know, you might think, my gift is not encouraging. I know people who are much better at encouraging me. So whenever you come to church, you look very really miserable, and you make sure you don't encourage anyone you see, because that's not my gift. That's kind of a bit weird, isn't it? I don't think it means that. But we do need to find those things that God has especially wired us to do uh, and to use to serve his purposes. Perhaps we might help one another find out what our gifts are. Perhaps if you see someone doing something well, that's great, brilliant. I think you've got a gift there. That can be really helpful. Because often people can see our gifts better than we can see our own the ones that God has given us. So let's encourage each other. If we see people using and serving well the gifts that God has given them, let's say thank you. So that's polite, isn't it? It's good to do that. But also perhaps say, I wonder if that's one of the gifts that God has given you. And let me encourage you to keep using it and developing it. One of the things I do notice about gifts is that when we behave like the Corinthians and think some gifts are really important, others are not, guess what happens? Rather than being grateful for the gift that God has given us, what happens? You start grumbling. Do you notice that? Mm-hmm. I want that gift. Like, like, like our, you know, yes. Grumbling, complaining, and squabbling and fighting because we don't think God has given us the right gift. But actually, the Bible says God has given us exactly the right gifts and he wants us to use them rather than envying people who've got different gifts from us. I was thinking, actually, you know, that happens, doesn't it? When little kids, they're playing, aren't they, with a little toy, and they're having a grand old time, and they see the other child's got a different gift, and they go, no, I don't want that anymore, and they start fighting for the gift. They were happy at one point, but now they see someone else got something else, and they go, oh, I want that too. Kids do that, don't they? And Corinth, the church at Corinth, they thought they were really grown-up Christians, they were really special Christians, but actually, Jesus says to Paul, you're like babies. You're acting like babies. Not using the gifts God has given you, but squabbling and fighting over other gifts. Not a good way to act. So I was just thinking about finding out about our gifts. Uh, uh, this might help you um, a little bit, perhaps. But before you leave uh, this morning, uh, on the, just on the table outside, there's a, a little sheet with some ways of thinking about how do we recognize, identify the gifts that God has given us. It's not, uh, won't take very long to do, just a few questions. If you can add up, that will help as well. Uh, and at the end of it, it might give you a little bit of an idea of where your gifts might lie. And whether you're an adult or you're a child, it'd be great to fill that out and think a bit more about how God has wired us and made us and the kinds of gifts that he has particularly uh, given us. But let's ask other people. Let's pray. If we're not sure what our gifts are, let's pray and ask God to show us what those gifts are. We're going to sing again. It's a great song about loving and serving Jesus. And there's one line I like a lot. It's a, I want to be who you want me to be. That means using the gifts that God has given you to serve him and his church. Let's stand and let's sing. I want to love like you love. There are some actions. Yep. Yeah.
Well, we are getting closer, being almost done in terms of thinking about this passage. Um, can anyone remember the verse again and the action to go with it? Just check. Should I come up again? Just Here we go. So, God gives spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve one another. Great. Thank you very much. We think now about that last part of the verse. God gives us spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve one another. I think there are a couple more people waiting to find some gifts. I'd like to come up and find some gifts. That'd be brilliant. See if you can find one that you like. Excellent. Have a good look around. Found one? Good. That's a good one. All of that. Yeah, I like that one. Keep looking. That's right. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, look at that. Excellent. Okay, fine. When you open it, brilliant. Excellent. Open it. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, no, no, no gift envy here, please. It should be, should be fairly safe in this one. Excellent. Okay, excellent. Uh, great. There we go. Good. Do you want to open them? See what's inside? Can you open them? Might need a bit of help. Is it a bit stuck? Do you need a bit of hand? Excellent. Go for it. Chocolate's brilliant. That's fantastic. Can I have one? Wow, isn't that brilliant? Fantastic. Well, <laughs> God, it's me. Awful. Brilliant. Okay, I think we better stop there. Come back. We'll put those back there. And if anyone misses out, which is a few, I know the few on this side you've missed out, they'll still be there for you. Oh. Dear, oh dear. Dear, oh dear. Thank you very much. Oh, dear. Right, brilliant. So, remember, God gives spiritual gifts to each of us so we can serve each other. Oh, but wait, a second, wait a second. If someone gives me a gift, well, it's, it's mine, isn't it? It's mine to enjoy. What's wrong with opening my box of chocolates and scoffing a lot? What's wrong with that? It's a gift. It's my gift. It's my gift. But actually, the Bible says, doesn't it? Our passage says that these gifts are given by God. Oh, it's actually they're God's gifts, aren't they, really? Not our gifts. They're God's gifts. But actually, God wants us to use them not to serve ourselves, but to serve one another. That's why He gives them to us in the first place, so that we can serve one another. I think it's good to remember something really important. When Paul talks about gifts, he talks about grace gifts. Paul talks about grace gifts. The word that Paul uses for gift is the word for grace. And it means uh, getting things that we don't deserve. That's what grace is. Grace is someone being kind to us when we don't deserve it. Uh, something given to us that we didn't earn, 
and we definitely didn't deserve. In fact, perhaps we deserved the opposite. But we got something wonderful. And it was because the giver was kind, not because we deserved it. Well, I think as we think about our gifts as grace gifts, gifts we don't deserve, actually, it's a real help, isn't it, for using those gifts in the right way. Not to use them selfishly, but serving others with the gifts that we've been given for, for their good and not just for our own. And again, the Corinthians have gotten a terrible muddle in their church. So they thought their gifts were to show others how they were better than others. Uh, they wanted those gifts that made them look impressive. Uh, they were using the gifts in entirely the wrong way. Selfishly, not serving others. I, I know that can be a danger, can't it? For us, too. It can be a danger for me. Sometimes I use gifts that God has given me, not because I really want to serve others. Sometimes it's because I want people to think, wow, Andrew, you're amazing. You're amazing. But that's actually messed up thinking, because if we uh, do anything that's any good with any of the gifts that God has given us, it is because God has given us his gifts and helped us to use them for his purposes. And when we uh, often use God's gifts in the wrong way, it's because often we've forgotten, haven't we, that greatest gift that God has given us, that greatest grace gift of all, that is uh, Jesus. We forget, we forget, don't we, the cross. And often, uh, I think, when we serve for ourselves, uh, we get very grumpy, don't we? People don't recognise us or say thank you sometimes. No, we should, people should say thank you when we uh, do things and serve, but when people get very crump, grumpy very quickly and says, no one spotted how hard I worked, and they give up serving because they feel grumpy, then maybe they've got the wrong idea about what the gifts are for. It's not to make us look good, or to make us popular, but uh, to serve others. Helping other Christians grow, uh, encouraging them when life is difficult, helping them to stay on track in their faith, reminding them of things to be thankful and joyful for, grateful rather than grumblers. So I guess the question for us is, are we going to use the gifts that God has given us selfishly or to serve? We sang, didn't we, just now, that we want to serve like Jesus. And he came, didn't he, not to be served, but to serve, to use his gifts to serve us. Even his gift of life, his life, he gave up uh, to die on a cross for us. I came not to be served, but to serve says Jesus, and give my life as a ransom for me. And of course he does this, doesn't he, uh, as he gives up his life on the cross for us. I always think, whenever I look at the cross, it always pops my pride to think Jesus had to die for me because of my sin and my selfishness. I don't want people to go, wow, look at Andrew and the gifts he's got. I want to go, wow, look at Jesus and the gift he gave us his life uh, for us. I don't care what people think about me, but I do care what people think about Jesus and how I serve and use my gifts will help people go, wow, isn't Jesus amazing? So, three things to think about this morning. 
Everyone has a gift from God if they're a Christian. They've been given a spiritual gift to use for God. And then they're all different kinds of gifts. So one of our jobs this morning is to think, what gift has God given me? What gifts has God, God given me that I can use? And then third, thinking about those gifts and using them, not to make ourselves look big, but to make Jesus look wonderful as that great giver. We're going to sing a song which uh, speaks about God's gifts uh, of Jesus, the one who serves who is that servant king? And there's a last verse that's asked that we might learn how to serve and to honour Jesus. And that means using the gifts that he's given us to serve him and one another. Let's stand and sing.